Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is episode 117. Scary. Uh, yeah, definitely scary on that. Uh, today is another Gumpcast. We got a, a litany of things to run through, and we're just going to rock and roll right into it. Absolutely, guys. I'm um, starting off with state of the industry. Um, as much as I would say, oh man, we are totally seeing a recovery. Uh, we're starting to see some guns move. We're not. Um, I will say that one positive tick. Uh, in the in the industry right now, secondary market guns, um, we're probably seeing some some more interesting secondary like used guns coming in uh, with people who went and bought stuff and now are deciding that they'd rather have the cash for other reasons uh, rather than having a spare to the spare to the spare. Um, not disagreeing with that. Not saying it's right or wrong one way or the other. Um, I would say if you have guns to unload to get rid of that you don't use or don't want, now would definitely be the time. Uh, the gun market's in the same place the housing market is. It's a great time for sellers. It's a really rough time for buyers. Uh, other than that, as far as guns availability, there's no change. I uh, want to throw out some perspective. Those of you that are close to the industry or those of you that are gun nerds and kind of follow what's going on uh, within the industry, uh, we keep getting a lot of requests for defensive shotguns. Um, I don't have a problem with the shoddy with the 12 gauge as a defensive tool, uh, but it's, it's not my first choice. Um, or my third. Or yeah, fourth. honestly, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a very very effective tool if you have good training, if you know how to use it. Um, but it is it is a fickle mistress that you definitely need to master. Um, and trying to master the dominatrix is is not an easy thing. So it's definitely something that's going to take some time and effort to get there. Uh, but what we're seeing, and a lot of the industry is where you know where's Remington right now? Remington doesn't really exist, and they haven't for about a year. And there's an argument that they existed as a brand name only on the side of a building in North Carolina for the last eight or 10 years, uh, along with the attendant QC issues of being pushed out the door with non-JM Marlin lever guns and things of that nature. Um, Freedom Group really screwed the pooch on this one. Um, that's why it yep. doesn't exist anymore. That's, that's why it doesn't exist anymore. Um, so, so when you know we have folks coming in and they're looking for alternatives, you know, other options and stuff like that, maybe to the AR or to the shotgun, and that leads us to Marlin. Um, you know, Marlin is Marlin hasn't really been a company, and Freedom Group owning Marlin hasn't really been producing Marlins, and the one they have been producing have not been real good quality. So if you're kind of chasing down that, well, I can't get an AR, I can't get a shotgun, maybe I'll go look for a cowboy gun, a lever 357, a lever 38. And, and honestly, not a bad option if you're hedging your bets vice upcoming litigation or upcoming legislation, either one. Um, if you're chasing down that gun that maybe the left will leave the hell alone because it looks like a 130-year-old cowboy gun, I don't. I, I think they'll find a way to round that up too eventually. But the reality check is if you are going out there chasing down that lever gun, um, and maybe in an esoteric caliber, you know, 30, 30, Um, if you use those guns as defensive 44 tools, mag. 44 mag would be outstanding. Um, if you use those guns as defensive tools, if your neighbors are close by, they may not like you, um, be careful, you know, where that's going, but it's a conversation around 357, 38, 44 mag, etc. Um, you know, a, a lever gun in the right hands, again, is one of those guns that a little more ammo than the shotgun. So it's a little more viable to me to some extent. Um, it's also a lot less recoil, um, and, and there's some function there that's interesting to me. I, again, I'm not going to say it's better. It just It's another option, but it's still in short supply. Um, we were informed at some point in early February that Mossberg had basically sold its entire nut um, of guns for 2021 in the first half of January. 
that's also sounds like an industry standard at the moment. Um, some other companies like B&T and some other manufacturers that are not Gigundo companies, BCM, Daniel, BCM, Daniel uh, basically sold, you know, got committed in sales to the distributor level or their current dealers, their entire 2021 production uh, was was sold, was accounted for before the end of January. Uh, and I have no reason to believe that some of these smaller companies, you know, they're in the same boat. And I, and I would guess a lot of the big companies are probably pretty close to that, too. Um, there's a reality check that nobody in the industry is going to go invest a huge amount in infrastructure. They might try and maximize what they currently have, um, a lot like federal manufacturing going from, you know, one shift five days a week to to run in 24-7 and actually making bullets on Christmas Day kind of thing. Um, you know, so everybody's going to max out what they can, and they, and they have. The ammo manufacturers have for sure. The gun manufacturers have. Um, but, you know, some perspective on the gun guys. Daniel Defense was well over 300 employees under the Obama administration, and by the end of the Trump administration was like half of that. They were down around 150 employees or something like that. And that's with government contracts. That's with law enforcement contracts. Um, that's with becoming a preferred LE vendor as well. There's a lot of police agencies that, you know, have ordinance folks that know enough to say, Hey, we're going to go with Daniel because it's a good product. So, so understanding that around guns and then, and then, you know, losing somebody like Colt entirely, um, Colt was still a standalone, but going through multiple bankruptcies over the last few decades and, and just honestly, horrific management standing on, well, but we're Colt, um, and that kind of dried up, and now Colt is CZ. I'm curious to see what CZ is going to do with Colt. Or I'm actually really excited for good things to come out of this. Yes, I, I think I think that you might actually see some worthy guns with the Colt name on the side again. Yeah. Um, um, being able to do Bren 2Ms without yep. 922R shenanigans attached yes. to them. Yes, 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 yes. Wouldn't that be sweet? Um, so, you know, between Remington kind of being out of the game, Bushmaster being part of that same Remington Freedom Group brand, Marlin being part of that same Freedom Group, Remington, you know, Bushmaster brand, um, and then Colt going the way of the Dodo, but hopefully being revived by somebody that can do something with it is interesting. But as far as the perfect storm of, you know, the industry called it the Trump slump for a reason. Um, a lot of us took a nap uh, when Trump took office as far as buying guns, buying bullets, etc. So, um, you know, so that's kind of where the industry's at on the firearms end of things. Uh, the ammo end of things, uh, ammo sucks. Um, ammo is going to continue to suck. I really don't see any relief, and I'm not hearing of any relief this year, especially as Uncle Joe um, and Heels Up Harris and the rest of the lefty tribe um, have decided that you know they're going to go after guns. They're, they're, we're back to Obama as was the joke, as well, Obama was a joke, but we're also back to Obama being you know the joke in the industry, being salesman of the year, eight years running. Well, Uncle Joe's taken that over now, and now he's salesman of the year. Um, for as long as he can keep breathing and remember to breathe and not fall up any more steps and do anything bad like that. Um, I'm sorry. Somebody finally sent me the, the meme with Trump hitting the golf ball and it hitting Biden in the back of the head and knocking him up the steps. And I, I couldn't help but giggle, even though I'd already heard about it. So, um, ammo, everything's tough to get. We're not really seeing any relief. Um, oddball cartridges are coming out of some weird places in small quantities. Anything common is still trickling along. Um, I think you're going to see some, some, this drought or this void in the market is going to create some space for other companies to try and work their way in and import ammo and market ammo in the U S. Um, I, I see that, you know, and I kind of predicted that a long time ago. This is one of the things about tough times is it creates opportunities for other businesses 
And I think we're going to see some of that. I just don't know when. And I don't think, and I know for sure it won't be at 2018, 2019 prices. Um, it'll probably be a double, triple those prices still, yeah. but better than what we're seeing currently on the market. So, you know, maybe there's a little bit of hope there, but it's still going to sting really bad to go buy bulk ammo or lots of ammo at a time. Um, uh, one thing to note on that, we are seeing um, different companies doing imported stuff where they're pulling maybe bullets they can't bring into the U.S., um, but keeping the existing corrosive primers and things in cartridges. Oh, okay. Especially on the commie block cartridge side of things. Uh, and then putting bullets that they can bring into the U.S. back on those cartridges. Okay. Um, so if you are buying you know, imported stuff that you don't know where it's coming from, make sure you definitely do your research and find out if those rounds have corrosive primers or not. Yeah. And maybe that also means stepping up that maintenance schedule and going back to that religious, every time I shoot the gun, I need to clean it so you don't end up with a rusted out AK or Glock or SIG or whatever. Yeah. Guns that don't normally rust will rust with corrosive ammo, period. Um, or if it's stainless, it may not visually rust. It may just pit, and that sucks too. So, yeah, I was not aware of that. That kind of yeah. that kind of that blows, Coach. Um, the next thing on the hit list as well, um, under the Obama administration, the EPA forced the shutdown of the U.S.'s only primary lead smelting slash manufacturing facility. Um, and, and that was a righteous thing to do because it was literally killing an entire town of people with lead poisoning. But the reality check is we no longer manufacture primary lead here. All of our lead is recycled or imported. Um, lead values, it's used in a lot of different things in manufacturing, uh, alloys and different things of that nature. So, you know, it, it's not just for eating chips. Um, you know, it's for other things too. So if you're looking at shotgun shells if you're a high volume shotgun shooter you shoot trap and skeet and think well that shouldn't be a big deal uh hold on tight that's coming too uh so if you're out at your local you know devil's big box store um and you see a a, a flat of 250 shotgun shells or just a box or two laying around and they're what you shoot or something close you might want to grab them um also think along the ideas that if you've got that shotgun that you know your uncle joe told you to use for defensive you know means um, if you find a box or two of shotgun shells laying around, I know seven and a half and eights are not the best option. Uh, but the reality ch check is a face full of number eights, it, it, while maybe not as good as uh, a federal flight controlled double lot buck, um, is still a pretty nasty thing to encounter within a structure at or short range. Improvised seven and a half slug. Yeah, yeah. We won't get into cut shells because I don't know the legality of cut shells. Um, cut shells are when you partially cut the. Uh, Let's not get into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Google it. You can Google it. Google, Google it. <laughs> or DuckDuckGo it. Yeah, yep. Google. Yeah, there you go. Either way, I would, yeah, DuckDuckGo it for sure. Um, so anyway, ammo and guns are uh, still, still kind of miserable. Um, we're seeing, we've already seen this, not, not we're seeing this headed that way. We, it is, it is here. Um, stimmies, stimulus checks, um, tax returns. If you're fortunate enough to get money back, uh, might be the last time it ever happens in your life. So enjoy it. Um, if you got money back or you got a stimmy check, guys are going out and they're looking for a gun they want and they can't find it. And they're thinking, well, I'll buy a couple of cases of ammo and they can't find it. Um, or the prices are redonkulous, so they're not doing it. They're buying a suppressor. If you haven't gotten in line to get a suppressor, if you haven't at least begun that process or started investigating it, um, I, would, I would tell you that, that you're a little bit behind the power curve. Um, the suppressor manufacturers are no different than the gun manufacturers. And in some cases, they're a whole lot smaller. Um, and they're cranking out. They use a lot more esoteric alloys. Too. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. So, the, so their raw materials are even tighter of a market than, than guns per se. Um, there are, and you're, but again, you're going to see some neat things come out of the suppressor industry. We're already seeing some non-metal suppressors that are pretty amazing pop up 
that are technology that's been out there, but it wasn't worth the price point. The value proposition was never there to compete against traditional methods. And now we're starting to see those pop up too. What the durability and long-term looks like on those, who knows? But it's in, it's interesting, especially when we're back to talking about significant weights for inventory. Mm-hmm. The ATF is actually, I got to keep on saying this out loud, is actually doing a pretty daggone good job. We're seeing five to six months processing times um, for something that you should be able to go to your local Ace Hardware and buy and walk out with it in your back pocket. But we won't get into that. Whole other topic, um, defund gun control. Um, defund the NFA. Uh, but anyway, the suppressor thing, a lot of folks are taking stimulus checks, buying cans, so we're seeing that market get tied up in back orders, not necessarily in ATF processing times. So be aware of that, and if it, you're thinking about a can, get on it sooner than later, because I'm wondering if we're not going to see again that backlog come up again and, and start to slow that down. Yeah. So, um, But the, yeah, the industry, uh, the small stores, uh, there's a lot of small stores kind of choking on it. Um, and, and that's maybe because, you know, the, you're trying to figure out what the right mix of stuff is. Um, there are some, some places that are doing really well because velocity can carry them. Um, there are some places where just having a two hour wait to get in the door is, is, you know, I mean, how, how do you argue with that? Right. I mean, uh, Chick-fil-A is not complaining, right. You're yeah. up around the building. So, um, so industry, you know, like I said, the industry is still going strong. We went through COVID last year and it, it got a lot of people to buy a defensive handgun, maybe that already owned guns, but were hunters or whatever, but they saw fist fights at the grocery store over toilet paper. That progressed into rioting, which brought, you know, nine or 10 million people who'd never owned a gun to the table who decided they wanted a gun. Um, ostensibly, a lot of folks who have voted, voted for Obama twice, but now have gone down the rabbit hole. Um, and, and in a lot of cases, asked their friends about it. You know, hey, so maybe that'll end up having some positive political fallout at some point. Um, but never underestimate the ability of a liberal uh, or the hypocrisy of a liberal, um, you know, to to mentally do whatever gymnastics necessarily to absolve themselves of any guilt of owning a gun and still want to take yours. So um, what's the definition of a liberal? If they don't want to smoke, nobody smokes. If they don't want to drink, nobody drinks, something like that. Anyway, um, so understand all that. Um, Hopefully, those folks that purchase rifles are maybe are are trying to assume a citizen mentality, uh, which is kind of our, our next bullet point. Um, if you if you uh, have friends and family who are wondering what they should be buying for home defense, uh, what they should be getting into because the world's getting weird and they want your advice, um, a, a AR-15 uh, or an AR-47 or an AR-39 or an AK-27, or a whatever number some dipshit from California can come up um, with. Thanks, Leon. Uh, DeLeon. Uh, anyway, uh, whatever, you know, you call it whatever you want. Evil black rifles, scary black rifles, etc. Um, the defining aspect of being a citizen, uh, vice a subject, is that the power sits with the citizen in whatever given country that may be, and that is because of the ability to stand opposed to an oppressive government. That is done with the voting booth. Well, it used to be, I don't know now, um, and with the rifle. So, uh, you know, so maybe having that conversation politely uh, with your, your folks looking at getting into something for home defense rather than they're just killed a wabbit gun um, or, or they're or 22 or plinking with. little nine millimeter yeah. tiny pistol. Exactly, which is, you know, a great gun to carry around, right? Scary world, have a gun in your hand or in your pocket or in a holster, whatever. Um, but when they're looking for that next thing for home defense, maybe there's a conversation around, maybe it's not, you know, um, Uncle Bubba's 12 gauge, maybe it's, it's chasing down a good AR, uh, because that puts them squarely in the place of effective home defense tool, controllable, lots of ammo, 
um, the ability to easily uh, accessorize with things like optics and lights and slings that are critical. Um, you know, not espresso makers and things of that nature, but whatever, float your boat. Uh, but yeah, get people on board. You know, if you're having that conversation with folks, point out that the scary black rifle is, is actually a varmint caliber, almost every other caliber out there. You know, you're not allowed to hunt deer in most states with a two two three five five six gun because it's not powerful enough. So having that conversation around it being the right tool and creating citizens might be something that we can all work on a little bit together. Uh, we have a lot of folks come in the store and they have really interesting slash antiquated slash wrong ideas about what they should be looking at for home defense or they want a little gun because they really don't want to hurt somebody um you know they just want to have a gun or they want a gun in a caliber that's or the ammo that's not deadly ammo what was the one dude saying he wanted the bullets that won't kill somebody yeah. um yeah uh you know so that those kind of conversations um you know that's that's an educational thing and we can all be part of that with some of our gun non-gun fence sitting whatever friends and I don't mean that to be derogatory. I mean that simply that they just they don't know where they're at. It's not something they've been forced to consider because life's been comfortable. So we'll beat on that for a little bit. Um, yeah. One other thing on the you know the rifle side for home defense, especially with new shooters. Yeah. It takes significantly less ammunition and time on the range to get somebody up and running with the rifle than it does to make them effective with a handgun. Truth. Uh, Truth. Yes. You know, with the rifle, we've got four points of contact on the gun. Yep. Um, having two hands, a shoulder, and a cheek, um, especially when we put a red dot on that gun. Yep. Uh, the conversation goes from lineup, you know, a front sight and a rear sight and a target and try not to move things to put the dot where you want the bullets to go, pull the trigger, repeat as necessary. Yeah. In the four points of contact, that level of stabilization really, really, really lends itself to um, not learning and I'm not saying you shouldn't teach your buddies and your friends and your family how to properly manipulate the trigger because maybe they'll have to smoke a full at 100 yards. Um, but the reality check is when you got four points of contact on the gun, you can slap the crap out of the trigger and still hit an eight inch A zone at, you know, down the hallway pretty easily if the dot was there when you started. Yeah. Never mind the fact that it's a lighter, easier to manipulate trigger than most handguns with way less travel. Um, the and control is a big deal. Significantly less recoil. Yep. Well, we talk about, you know, one of the things we talk about on the range all the time as pistol shooters, grip the shit out of the gun and it will give you a little bit of forgiveness with a less than perfect trigger pull um and we're talking you know the rifle's a lot more forgiving than the handgun in, in its ability to use it effectively um plus it makes a better club if you run out of bullets and need to beat somebody with it yeah. um so yeah uh absolutely agree with that good point so um anything else to add to the citizen rifle mentality and the fact that we should all be spreading that um yeah, citizens don't give up the rifles. There you go. I like that. Uh, yeah, we hear a lot of, you know, the cutesy, I lost my guns in a boating accident. And, and you know, and a year ago, that, that was fun, looking down the barrel of a Biden presidency. Now standing in the middle of the melee, um, it, you may want to go get a big-ass magnet and pull those guns off the bottom of the lake because um, you, you, you might actually need them, which is a horrifying thought. So, um, so which brings us to our next topic. Um, guys, I'm not going to beat on you politically. If, if you don't know where we stand, um, Come in and talk to us. We'll tell you. Um, the, the Biden-Harris administration and, and the, lefty, the lefty folks in the Senate, uh, the lefty folks in the House, um, all the legislation is really, really, really driving the purchase of guns, ammo, and accessories and suppressors like we've spoken about. Um, if, if, you are, if you want a prioritization list of things you should have, assuming you don't, if you have one of these, move on to the next point. Um, if you don't have a rifle, you should have a rifle. 
if you don't have ammo for that rifle, you should buy ammo for that rifle. If you don't have lots of spare mags for that rifle, you should buy lots more spare mags. Uh, if you don't have spare parts for that rifle, bolt carrier groups, possibly barrels, depending, um, you know, and different, you know, pieces, parts that do wear out, wear items on the gun, uh, triggers, things of that nature, you should, you should have those. Uh, also, spares for accessories on the gun, like if you've got a dot optic, you should have spare lithium batteries laying around. They last just about forever. Um, if you have a flashlight on the gun, you should have spare batteries, uh, both rechargeable and non, if, you're, if your device lets you use those. Um, but spare parts, etc. Um, and then beyond that, probably not a bad idea to buy up uh, some build kits, if you can find them, um, AR build kits. Um, these things are interesting things to have around down the road. If things do get tight and somebody wants to build a gun, you might be able to help them out. Plus, they're basically spare parts kits packaged up for you if you need them as well. Um, and then I, I would say tools along with that. Um, if, if you're of a mindset to have a rifle around and you're concerned about, you know, its availability or legality in the future, having the ability to build rifles, uh, maintain your own rifles, etc. I don't think the information is going to be that easy to make go away as far as how to do that. I, I, it's, stop it's, the signal. Yeah, stop the signal. Um, but from a conversation around being able to actually physically do it, um, having the right tools, having a good barrel nut uh, wrench or a good Magpul Armors wrench, um, and, it, and at least an action block or a Magwell block or something like that to use on your vice, um, you can you know you can improvise all the punches and stuff like that well enough. And some of the esoteric parts for doing non-common things, but it's it is nice to have a barrel nut wrench. It's nice to have a castle nut wrench. And it's really nice to be able to lock the gun down while you're working on it, so you're not chasing things. So perhaps along with the build kits, tools is the priority. Um, and then the last thing would be all your accessories, all the AYO kind of stuff. Um, you know, you, I'm going to assume you've got an optic on the gun and it's kitted out properly, but maybe a spare optic, spare flashlight, things of those nature. Because those are consumable items. They will wear out. They will get broken, uh, lost, etc., confiscated, whatever the case may be. Um, so, you know, that's kind of a priority list. Guns, ammo, mags, spare parts, build kits, build tools, and then all the other accessories, the AYOs. Um, uh, yeah, adding to that, like spare parts and stuff. Yep. Um, things like sling QDs. Yes. Uh, those we've actually uh, have been one of the hardest things for us to keep in stock yep. over the last year. Yep. And depending on where you're at, you know, from an environment perspective, um, the ball bearings and the detents and things in the slings can get jammed, rusted, yeah, corroded. Um, so having some extra sling QDs lying around is a good spare part to have. Absolutely. Um, and so, also, I would say also along with that that mindset. Uh, I, which I left out, and this is a pretty big thing to leave out because it's pretty important, cleaning supplies yeah. and backups of cleaning supplies. You know, maybe an extra couple bottles of slip. Understanding that in the, you know, if things got bad enough, there are alternatives you can use. Um, but some of the cleaning, some of the cleaning fluids and stuff like that, uh, like carbon cutter and 725, the degreasers and stuff like that, uh, or just Hoppy's number nine if you buy a gallon of it, whatever, I don't care. You know, some guys wear that as cologne. That's cool with me. Um but, but your cleaning supplies. I'm not yeah. so worried about like cloth, but like rods and specific things per caliber. Um, you know, stocking up on a couple of spares, four snakes, those kind of things. Stocking up on that stuff too, you know, falls probably in there with the, I'm going to say that probably falls in there with as high up as ammo and mags because you've got to maintain your gun to keep it running. Um, but then the spares falling in line with the spare parts for everything else too. Spare parts for cleaning because you may need to down the road, and it may not be easy to get if the industry dwindles. Yep. So, um, yeah, one last spare part. Yeah. Um, things like muzzle devices, especially for you guys running. Yep. Quick disconnect um, suppressors. 
you know, get extra muzzle devices. Um, eventually, they will wear out just from shooting. Yeah. Um, typically, your muzzle brake is a sacrificial first baffle for the suppressor. Yep. Um, also, you know, as a lot of these suppressor manufacturers are small little companies, um, if one of them should go away, that could leave you high and dry when yeah. it comes to getting a muzzle device in the future. Yeah, or paying exorbitant amount, amounts of money to have your buddy who owns a machine shop make you a muzzle device that may be declared illegal at some point anyway. Um, you know, so they may not want to do it for any amount of money. Yeah. So, um, kind of been preaching here. The last thing we'll say, you know, all this driven by Biden, a lefty administration and a lefty Congress, um, or a, a teetering Congress. Um, the other thing you, you want to do, um, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. This really hurts to say this. Look at joining organizations that can effect change in the legislature state legislature and federal legislature right now the state legislatures might actually be more important because the federal legislature might actually be lost and if that's the case your states independently one by one will stand up and give dc the bird a number of them have already done that um organizations and and uh, again the nra is the only federally recognized gun lobby in dc so, as much as I hate to say, give Wayne LaPierre your money because he needs three more suits. God, what a turd. Um, as much as I hate to say that, that they're the only federally recognized lobbying group. Maybe moving to Texas will get them squared away. Hopefully the Californians that move to Texas won't get a hold of them. Um, or maybe the Texans will hang all of them and start over. Who knows? They'll find a tall oak tree. There's Toby Keith on there somewhere. Anyway, um, <laughs> Willie Nelson and Toby Keith, yeah. which makes it even cooler. So, anyway, sorry. We digress. <laughs> yeah. Squirrel. Um, anyway, so, but anyway, you know, join the GOA. Um, join, you know, Gunners of America, great organization. They give you a lot of templates you can send to your reps and stuff like that. And not even your reps. Send them to other reps, too. Um, have those conversations. Uh, leave Joe Manchin a polite uh, voicemail or write Joe Manchin a nice letter saying, hey, I'd really like you to uphold the filibuster. Um, maybe write the representatives out there who are being scathing hypocrites who were talking about the right destroying the filibuster and how that was an American icon, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden the filibuster is now a Jim Crow thing. Screw you, Obama, you turd. Um, you know, and stuff like that. Get a hold of those reps and, and, and let them know, hey, we're watching, we're watching what's going on. Um, you know, it's interesting to me that, you know, five years ago you were saying killing the filibuster is the worst thing ever. Now you want to kill the filibuster. So... Um, let them know that you're watching. Let them know you're politely, professionally, non-threatening. Just, just hey, we as citizens, it's our job to keep our eyes on you guys, and we're doing it. But join the organizations, too, that fight those fights. Um, locally, Buckeye Firearms is freaking outstanding. The Buckeye Firearms Association, uh, get involved with them. Um, and if you can, you know, meet up with some local folks to do things like contacting local, they, other people to get them to join, expanding those organizations, collecting money, you know, donations, whatnot and being involved in events that bring more people into the fold. Um, you know, join a gun club, find out who runs their youth section, and help them with youth programs and get kids involved. Uh, the youths need mm -hmm. to do stuff with the guns, too, and learn about it and learn the culture of it as well. Um, and, you know, do what you can. There's a lot of different outlets for it, but if you're not getting involved in it, it I hope it's not too late right now, but it doesn't feel like it yet, but it's getting close. So, yeah. Yeah, anything else to add? No, I am precariously close to teetering on the edge of my soapbox behind my pulpit and falling off of it right now in these uh, dizzying heights 
um, are just wearing me out. So I don't want to hurt myself. I'm going to, I'm going to stop now. Don't want to fall up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to fall up the stairs again. So, yep. Guys, that's, uh, that's all I got. I'm done preaching. Yeah. On that note, um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram as long as we're allowed to stick around as we get new things in the store. Um, that's where they get posted is first come first serve. Uh, when stuff gets posted up on there, you are welcome to give us a shout on the phone. Uh, we can take a credit card deposit over the phone and reserve something for you. But otherwise, first come, first serve on things that are posted yep. on social media. Uh, we also do an email newsletter once a week. It comes out on Friday mornings. You can sign up for that on our website, capcityoutfitters.com, or send us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com, and we'll add you to the newsletter list. Uh, we do, on our website, have valuable information such as how to do an FFL transfer or how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront at silencershop.com. Uh, please check that out. And then lastly, come visit us at the store. We're in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road. Uh, we're Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, guys.